Good morning. You're listening to KSFR's Wake Up Call on 101.1 FM, streaming live at ksfr.org. I'm M.K. Mendoza. And now we take a look at the power of public banking. And joining me are Melissa Pickett, who is the Outreach Coordinator for the Alliance for Local Economic Prosperity, as well as Elaine Sullivan, and she is the Chair of the Board for the Alliance for Local Economic Prosperity, and they're here to talk to us about the Public Banking Act. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you back on our show. Thank you for having us and how timely this is. Yes, so give us some background on the benefits of local public banking. And then, of course, tell us where everything sits in terms of the legislative session. And the goal is to help give people information today for what they can do to help push this forward if it sounds like a good alternative to them. Sure. Um, I think that the, the benefits are more and more apparent as we've come through this COVID crisis. Um, as we know in our state, generate, the generational cycle of poverty is, is really difficult to break. And the COVID has really demonstrated to us that the needs we knew about before, uh, uplifting and supporting our agricultural industries, uh, renewable energies, our small business community, who all have been suffering because of the COVID, uh, we have come to see how important having the public bank will be as a part of, a, of an answer to a systemic problem. So, for example, in the rural communities, there are no cell phone towers, so there isn't the capability to handle 200 hotspots, so people do not have Internet access. There's also uh, an inaccessibility to health care, there's inaccessibility, believe it or not, in this day and age still for folks that don't have running water or electricity in our state. And there's no resources in our rural communities like community recreational centers where people can come together as communities. So I heard it said from someone who lives in a rural community that they felt that their community was stuck in the 1930s of economic prosperity. So jobs, health care, education. Now it's the time for all of us to collaborate and find really just and equitable policies that can help all New Mexicans succeed. And a public bank, as I said, is a part of what is needed for systemic change. In, in what way? Well, the beauty of the public bank is that it works with the current system of finances that we have in the state. So it works through our credit unions, and our community banks to provide access to capital that is currently um, not being provided or is underfunded or needs are not met or there are gaps. So an example would be a farmer, let's say a group of pecan farmers in southern Las Cruces, southern New Mexico, they, they harvest their pecans and they have to send those pecans to Las Vegas to be processed. Let's say that those farmers got together and they wanted to start a co-op that would enable them to process those pecans locally. A public bank would be able to fill in and, and be able to support a loan 
that would be made through a local credit union or community bank that might not, might otherwise not be made to those farmers. And there's many, many examples like that that we could cite for gaps that are that are present and that need to be filled by the support of a public bank. Another way to look at the, the gap, you mentioned broadband, Melissa. I was speaking yesterday to a group of teachers, and they referred to broadband access as critically important. And it's not just during the pandemic, but it certainly, as you said, is, is one of the areas that's been heightened in terms of our awareness. Teachers have such a hard job doing their job right now because of the unequal access to broadband that is true across our state. So it's one more example of a lack of equity, and teachers feel it dramatically. I also am thinking about the critical need to diversify our economy. The, we have an opportunity with a public bank to support our local community banks and credit unions so they can extend their lending capacity beyond what is true today. They can say yes more often to someone who comes to them and wants to borrow money to start a business or borrow money to expand a successful business. Right now, there's a lot of no that is being said to those potential borrowers, and that's one of the ways that we can diversify our economy is by supporting not only our farmers and ranchers in their businesses, but all kinds of entrepreneurs across the state. Yes, and Elaine, um, you're reminding me about energy. The New Mexico Public Bank could address the biological breakdown that we're in, the environmental crisis, and reduce the impacts of climate change. Um, how would it do that? By financing clean energy infrastructure, increasing renewable energy lending, and incorporating within the public bank values uh, for regeneration and sustainability. Those values could be incorporated into its lending policy because there are not shareholders that expect to to um, have a for the bank to make a profit to pay the shareholders. Financing solar is another area, another area of focus where a public bank could make a big difference. It could finance solar energy products, uh, projects in low and moderate income neighborhoods, or utility scale, smaller scale infrastructure build out. Uh, so. New Mexico really could be a leader in in economic um, in economic support for uh, community solar development. We could be in New Mexico a leader of that uh, as, an, as an, another example. Yes, and as long as we continue to be dependent on oil and gas revenue, which we of course know causes the booms and busts, causes the terrible environmental impact. The, there was just uh, recently an article in the National Geographic that's shown uh, the spotlight on our Permian Basin and on the drilling leases that put our aquifers, New Mexico's aquifers, at risk. And it is, the article talks about not only the quality of our water, which is a huge issue, but all the also the potential treasure trove, they called it, that exists below the surface that hasn't been mapped so that when the drilling leases are sold and acted on, they may be drilling down into those caves where there is climate knowledge, there is cultural knowledge that is in Native American artifacts, 
There's potential medical knowledge, and all of that is even beyond the, oh, my gosh, our water may be polluted. And, and a public bank will be, it would be instrumental in supporting and strengthening the supply change chains and the food systems, as I mentioned earlier. And I think the Bank of North Dakota uh, is a great example of uh, how they have lifted up and supported through their agricultural loan programs and forming partnerships with community banks and credit unions. They have loans like um, beginning farmer loans, established farmer real estate loans, a family farm loan program, which is really great because young people, it's very difficult for young people to get into farming because it's so expensive, and first-time farmer finance programs. So a public bank, once it's in place and established, we can work with all of the diversified needs within New Mexico. You know, we're not a one-size-fits-all state. And we can creatively put in loan programs to address the needs of the diversification and the diversity of our state. The things we're talking about are doable. Now, we've got uh, big uh, difficulties right now because of the decline in oil and gas revenues and what the pandemic has done to our economy and to our residents' pocketbooks. But what is also true, what was true before the pandemic and is still true, is we are not a poor state. I used to think we were because we look like one and we act like one. With our high rate of poverty, our high rate of food insecurity, the quality of our education, so many areas that need capital. But we have the capital. It's a matter of how we deposit, manage, and invest our public dollars, our taxes and fees, so that they are invested in our state, in our residents, in our priorities. We've got the potential to do this. It's in our legislative session now as the Public Banking Act. Tell us what that consists of. We have a bill uh, in both the House and in the Senate. It's the same wording, but we're delighted that they are moving concurrently uh, into the House and into the Senate. It's Senate Bill 313 and House Bill 236. They're both called the Public Banking Act. We have strong sponsors Senator Steinborn in the Senate, and Representatives Patricia Royball Caballero and Liz Thompson. So we are waiting with bated breath for them to have their first hearings in committees. Where would the pushback be for something like this? In the bill is first is for one thing, where the money would come from, where the capitalization would come from, and specifically that would come from the uh, severance tax permanent fund. million. That is not a lot of money, given what is available in that fund. An additional $50 million would come from one of the global banks, where we currently deposit a lot of our public dollars. $50 million of that money would go into the public bank for the deposits and for its lending programs. The bill also addresses how the board of directors would be created, how the staff of the bank would be hired. They would be experienced bankers, and it goes through how the staff would be hired. It refers to how a chartered bank, the uh, banking regulations that a chartered bank would be responsible for, and so there would be a tremendous amount of transparency because of the auditing and regulatory process. This is a quote. 
in far, pretty far in the bill on page 10. The bank shall pursue a policy of supporting new and growing industries and businesses in New Mexico. And then it refers to the lending programs that Melissa mentioned. Small business development that will make for community economic development and community wealth. That's what the intention of this bank is. The pushback is that we've seen so far is with the um, community bankers. And what we hear is we've gone out over the last year and a half, two years, to speak with a few of the community bankers is that, first off, they think that the public bank will be competition. And what's important to note is that the, the public bank is not a retail bank, which means that you and I, MK, could not go and open an account at the bank. But we would go to our local community bank or credit union to uh, get a small business loan for $10,000 because we want to expand our coffee shop. But maybe for whatever reason, that loan doesn't exactly fall within the parameters of what a community bank would do, or maybe it would be uh, a personal guarantee that might be not quite able to uh, fit into the what the litmus test is for the, a bank approval, but with the support of a public bank, that loan could get made. And in, in many cases, I, as a consumer, would not necessarily even know that the public bank was involved. I would know that I would just go to my community bank or credit union and get the loan. So that's that's one thing that uh, the, that needs to be understood regarding the public bank. Also, uh, we've heard that from from the a few of the community bankers that they're concerned about the government being in the banking business. But the the way that the bank is structured is the bank is run by bankers. And I think that's an important thing, I think, to note. The Bank of North Dakota has been successful for 100 years in delivering these kinds of services and products through the delivery system of the community banks and credit unions and has been very successful. The good news is that is that the Credit Union Association of New Mexico fully endorses and supports the public bank. Uh, also, we have a lot of support. The, the San Miguel County Commission has just approved a resolution in support of the public bank. Of course, the Santa Fe the Santa Fe City Council and County Commission has a, has approved a, a resolution in support, as has Albuquerque has a, approved a memorial, and the City Council in Las Cruces has supported and endorsed the public bank. And we have many, many allies all across the state that are in are in favor in supporting this uh, public bank. So I think that the, the big picture... Uh, of what a public bank can can do and be for the state is is readily being seen. My my feeling is that, and we have invited the community bankers to be a part of uh, a part of thinking, envisioning, and putting this bank together. And and they have declined. We feel that the that when the public bank is in place and we begin to sit it down to the table and talk together and vision how this is all going to work, that they'll find that they'll be right on board in helping us to, to progress and move things forward. The community banks 
um, have always operated with a paradigm of competition. And it makes sense if you think about a community bank, you think about they're competing with global banks for attention, for customers, etc. It is a competitive business model, and it seems to be hard for them to grasp and much harder for them to grasp than the, than the credit union leadership that this is a partnership model. It will help our community banks and credit unions to thrive, but that requires a shift of thinking, and that's been challenging for them. Another area of not um, active pushback, but another area that is challenging for us is just about the educational campaign that we are conducting across the state in a very diverse state. It is not a subject, uh, the subject of banking is not a subject that many people are eager to lean into. So the conversation has to go to one of the early questions you ask us, MK, what are the benefits? What could be different in our state? How could we lift up the potential of our state so we're not at the top of every bad index and the bottom of every good one? That conversation has to happen. And then, of course, for some people, they really need to hear more technicalities that are in our bill and are in, in fuller detail in our group's business plan. And mm-hmm. so educating a lot of people to the degree so they want to step in, they want to get involved, they get excited, that's another area of challenge. And as Melissa said, we have an exciting uh, group of individuals and organizations around the state, including organizations that are saying, be sure to keep us informed so we can put on our database, in our e-blast, what's happening for public banking in the legislature. That will help us get the word out, and we need your listeners to help us, too. We can't forget the big picture here, and that is that our finance system all over this country is being run by the big banks. Hmm. The, that's where our destiny for our health and well-being lies, is with the big banks. For example, 1994, nationwide, small banks had 50% of the industry's assets. And by 2019, that share had dropped to only 17%. So now, four banks hold 40% of banking sector assets, and that's Bank of America, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Wells Fargo. So today, uh, our, our destiny needs to reside at local levels. We need to take our money back from Wall Street and put it to work here in our state. And that is a, is a big picture perspective that I think it's really important to keep at the forefront. I just want to remind the listeners that we're speaking with Melissa Pickett and Elaine Sullivan. They are both with us from the Alliance for Local Economic Prosperity. If people want to reach out and find out more, where do they go? A good place is to our website, which is AFLEP, A-F is in Frank, L-E-P is in Paul, dot org, AFLEP.org. At that, at that um, website, people can get a lot of information about what a public bank is, what it is not, uh, materials that we've developed over several years, the business plan that our banking committee created over a nine-month period, and, um, and our bill. And if they want to support the Public Banking Act, how do they do that? Oh, if they would get in touch with their legislator and say, take this seriously, we want a public bank for New Mexico, please vote for the Public Banking Act. 
All right. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you so much for this opportunity.